All right. BradCooney.com in association with HCN Networks. would like to welcome on board a rising country music star, Mr. Forty Hayes. Forty, what is up, man? Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, man. How's it going? Doing good, man. So, look, man, you got some things cooking in the country music uh, world. Um, you are a Mississippian, and, of course, most people know... Or any any anyway anybody who knows anything about music knows that Mississippi has produced um, some of the biggest names in, in music history. Um, so hopefully you, you you can follow some of those some of those genetics and then do your thing. But uh, you've been up in Nashville for a while trying to trying to make uh, make your mark. So I guess uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself um, and what you got what you got lined up for 2015, including your new music that you just put out. Tommy Barnes, and uh, he'd give Tim McGraw the first three songs that, that had made him being an uh, Indian outlaw was one of them, and uh, he had wrote My Love for Little Texas, and a few, he kind of took me under his wing, and he's, uh, he'd give me some songs, and the first song I put out in 2011, he got to number 19 on the top 20, was a, call, a song called Life in the Slow Lane, put it out, and then I just hadn't been to put it down, you know, since then I was going to walk away for a little while, and, and so I had a little boy and all that type of stuff, so I kind of got back into it, but he'd give me uh, another song, and then I actually uh, a guy named Ken Royster out of Nashville wrote the uh, the songs, uh, the, one of the songs on my new album, on my new demo that we did, and then I have uh, I have a song, two songs on there that I actually wrote, so I'm going to try it, my shoot for a star with the song that I wrote, and uh, we're going to put them out as a single, uh, hopefully in the next month or two, and then we'll be uh, starting a radio tour in California. And then we'll just kind of work our way back towards Nashville, you know, saying. All right, so let me just recap a little bit. Now, in 2011, you had a song that made the top 20. Which charts was that? The country music charts? On the top 40, the man on unsigned artists, Man. So, so and after that, you kind of got sidetracked when you had, you had the kid. And is that, is that what, what kind of, is that what kind of made you yeah. get away from it for a minute? Yeah, I just having a little boy at home, and I was gone a lot. You know, I've worked in the oil field, I've worked in Nashville, and I, you know, I've kind of, you know, just stayed to the music. But I've also had to work and keep going, you know. And they, uh, and I just kind of had to step away and give him a little time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've got a, uh, and so I've got a nine-year-old, and I've got him, which is eight and nine now. So you know. Yeah, I just un- totally understand. All right, man. So just today, I listened to some of your new music. You have, you have. Uh, um, well, there's three songs that people can listen to for free, I guess. Um, yeah. And I had a bunch of my colleagues listening to it, and they were like, "This guy's not signed." And I was like, "Yeah, well, it's a tough, you know, the music, music world's a tough one, man." Um, so yeah. So what do you think, man? Um, talk a little bit about the challenges in Nashville. I guess it's competition, huh? So much competition up there. It is. I mean, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world. Whatever you're trying to do. I mean, if, uh, if there's you know thousands of people that live in the same big city as you live in, and they're working at bartending jobs, or they may be working at a restaurant, or they may be you know down on the corner shining shoes or playing their drums on the corner. They, there's the same people there trying to do the same thing you want to do. So any competition that comes to town, or uh, anybody you try to find for a band, you know they're already kind of. Like if, I guess we back up. If you have a competition like the Voice or anything coming to Nashville, you've got probably, I don't know, 
I'd say, shoot, 20, 30,000 people. I mean, that many kinds of people that just come out from Nashville just, you know, to try to get a record deal. Mm. If you put a band together, your guitar players, your drummers, they may be playing with five or six other artists, you know, because they're thinking, well, I want to do this for a living, and I'll go downtown, and I'll play six times a week, and making 50 or $100 a night. That's about what the average person is going to bring home a week, you know, around people from five, six hundred dollars, you know. So that's kind of how they, they make their living is playing with five or six artists and they don't hardly lock in with you. So when you come back to Mississippi or somewhere and you're trying to lock in, you know, another deal is you find people that's not as serious about it as you are because they're not kind of reaching for the stars. But at the same time, like me, I got lucky and I got a good drummer and I got some good people who's behind me and they're 100% in with me. And we're just trying to push forward because, you know, like here, we can get in the bars and we're not making, I know it's not all about money, but you're not making $25, $30 a man in the bar. You may go out and make 100 125 and you're still going out doing it for fun to get your name out. But at the same time, in Nashville, you have to get into a three- or six-month, you know, field and put on a wait list to even get into a bar and play. Wow. It's just a lot of, it's just a lot of red tape in Nashville to make it as an artist, you know, and then you've got people there that snakes in the grass and just want to take you for six or $10,000, or you got people there that will take that six and $10,000 and turn you into a superstar. So you um, mm. just have to kind of watch, you know. The song I had on radio in 2011, we spent $200 on it. Uh, Tommy Barnes went in donated, you know, his studio and his song and the time, and, and he spent 200 bucks with the engineer, and we went in and put it on the top 20, so it's all about who you know, you know, it's not all about how much money you spend. Yeah, so true. So true, man. Right. All right, so talk a little bit yeah. more about this, uh, the, you mentioned that you're going to go out to California and do this radio, was it a radio tour, what would you, what did you say it was? Yeah, we've got a guy that, that's working on our on our PR stuff, I guess you'd say, it's a... Uh, He's actually going to put probably the song that everybody's kind of clinging to now is a song called Rest of My Life, which is it's a, uh, it's a song that I that co-wrote with my wife's uncle, actually. He had uh, lost a girlfriend in high school, and we kind of wrote it on a sad song note. And it's one of those you kind of just say, well, that'll be a good one for the album. And the next thing you know, everybody gets attention, and they like it, you know. And he's uh, pushing it a lot on, on the country radio and stuff out that way and across you know, Wyoming and, uh, you know, just different places. And he's just trying to get it, you know, we're going to kick off a radio tour sometime within the next month, month and a half, starting out there. Now, who all is going to do this with you? Just you and your and your, and your musicians, or is there other uh, are there other no, singers? No, it's just on this deal with mine, since we're pushing me as an artist, it's just going to be me and a guitar player. So we hadn't, we hadn't got 100%, you know, sure, guitar player locked in yet. I've got two or three that I go with, but as far as the, the interview... Depending on their schedules, I'll probably be changing guitar, you know, pickers with me. But we'll, we're going to try to follow through and, and keep kicking, you know, all the way back to uh, from from California. We just gonna actually go out. We're going to fly out, and we'll just rent a car and kind of do our little area we're going to do, and uh, probably move over towards Arizona some, and then come back up L.A. and um, Las Vegas. We're going to cover a big distance, but we're just uh, we're just going to try to work our way around and then come back home, you know, and start from here. So, will you be playing? I mean, who's booking you? To, you're going to be playing bars? You're going to be playing, where are you going to be playing at when you come across well, the country? Well, we'll be, right now we're, you know, we play bars, events. We do festivals like Bay Fest and Mobile, and we're playing some big events that way. Yep. Uh, like, you know, and all in May, uh, you know, Brandon Day. I mean, any big events like that. And then as far as going out on the radio stuff, I mean, I'll just be doing, you know, a little clip of my songs, one or two of my songs for them, and just doing a little radio interview, and then I'll be, you know. Ah, uh, okay, all okay. Right we'll be in studio, so so your PR guy will set up in studio radio stops. Is that, is that, is that? Yeah, that's, that's what it amounts to. Yeah, we want to 
don't have any shows booked up there, and because you know it's got such an expense right sure, now, we're just sure. looking everything up, post stuff out the radio. But once we get you know some songs kicking and some stuff rolling in, we'll take a bus and we'll we'll take the whole band and go. But just to get the song, the single out on the radio, we're gonna start with a radio tour and go from there. That's great. And will these radio stations let you play? You know, let you play the song right there in the studio, live on the radio. Do a live radio. Uh, we'll do a cut on one of the songs on there. Yeah, it'll probably not be a full song, but we'll probably go through you know a minute and a half, two minutes is what we usually do. So yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. That's a good idea too. Yeah. Now, is this something that a lot of a lot of artists do um, to try to you know to try to get make it big? Is they, they do these radio tours? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty known thing nowadays. I mean, you have to, like with me, you know, I'm kind of I'm in an agreement with a with a you know with a label right now, which we you know we still are disclosed on it, but we're mm-hmm. uh, we're still you know we've signed some papers and they're actually has pushed me a lot and they they've got these people out in California and you know like Capitol Records is out of California a lot of these big record labels are actually out of California yep. you know? and they even push country artists so I'm just kind of that's one reason we're starting out there is because their PR guy that got me with is actually from California so he's in his neck of the woods and he's just trying to stretch my neck of the woods out you know a little further you know and that's why we're going to start out there and then we'll we just kind of work our way back through and then that way I'll kind of have a wide coverage of what's going on you know mm-hmm. so yeah um, so we're working out right now you know, I've uh, like we were talking a little while a little while ago off the record, um, and we're through marriage. Me and you are are, are I guess cousins <laughs> through marriage, and I know your mama and, and and my mom's sister married Billy Langham, and I guess he would be your uncle. A great uncle, or something like that, or something like that. But anyway, what I'm leading to is I've known your mom for quite a long time, uh, not real, real well, but we've talked quite a bit and ran into each other a few times over the years. Um, how how old were you when you knew you could sing better than most than than, than the average Joe? Um, you know, walking down the street or whatever. When did you realize you had a gift for singing? Well, I, like I said, to be honest with you, I, I mean, I've always sang my whole life and enjoyed it in the backseat of the car. You know, my aunt and them would always brag about me and stuff, but as far as getting out and actual people knowing me, uh, Ben Langham, which was another brother of me, yeah, he I know Ben. He carry me to pick me up for my dad, and he would carry me to the BFW, and I wasn't even old enough to get in. He was 15, <laughs> I was you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, and he'd pick me up, and we'd go down and sing, and just the community got to talking, and you know how kind of in the back of your mind you think well they just talking because I'm a young kid and, right right and it, it got to be more serious than that and uh, people were like man you just you know you got a gift you go for it and then I just kind of picked it up from there and we've uh, we just pushed forward I'm both in Nashville I actually quit school which I'm not proud of but I, I had working in the oil field on my mind and then I just kept going back to the music and music and music and I went and uh, we put that song out and like I said it did that so I said well that must be an answer right right now Ben Ben Langham is Pee Wee, right? That's what I used to call him Uncle Pee Wee. Yeah. Yeah. Most people call him. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. I've been knowing him for a long time too. So you didn't come into the world until after I had left here. You know, I used to come down like I said when I when I, when I was younger, but I moved here in '99. Um, that's why me and you never really got to know each other. Yeah. Um, that's right. But um, who who are some of your Inspirations in, in music. I know, um, not not kinfolk, but music-wise, who inspires you? Yeah, uh, most 
was younger, I always liked to play the spirit. He, uh, when I was real little, I wanted tickets from the grocery store in Mendenhall with my aunt, and she was a, it kind of helped raise me, and she'd always dress me to a tee, and I had a duster on, and, and he, uh, and, you know, one night in a cowboy hat, and we won tickets and backstage passes, well, um, we went and met him, and he just took me right on up on stage with him, and I was oh, wow. four or five years older, and then he, uh, had a big Harley, and I've always loved motorcycles, he had a big Harley, rode up on stage with me, and, and just, uh, I don't know, just from that, I always wanted to be that type of person, you know, that I could, I could pick people out of the crowd and, you know, give them a guitar or do that, or I'd want to be able to, you know, every time I pass a bum or something, you know, that they've got, or not, I ain't going to say a bum, when I pass them on the road, it's got like a pizza hut uniform on or something, and they're, they're driving down the road, you know, I mean, walking down the road headed to work, I always want to be the type of person I can pull over and take them to buy me a used car and stuff, and I've read stories that where he's done, you know, different things for people, you know, uh, cancer people or buy them a vehicle to go back and forth to the hospital or do this or do that, so mm-hmm. I just always kind of looked up to him, you know, and I always, always thought in my mind I'd want to be that type of person if I ever made it, you know, I'd want to be able to stop and say, man, are you welcome to work, or, you know, and mm-hmm. just kind of have a conversation with them, see how long they've been working and if they're really legit, I'd want to put them in the car and be able to go write a check for them, or, you know, a nice used vehicle or a new vehicle, you know. Yeah. And I always thought it was cool him, and that's kind of something I'd always want to kind of follow and do, too, you know. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, get back, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I, I like to give back as much as I can. Um, yeah. I don't make a lot of money myself, but I, I try my best to, to give back to, to those who are just less fortunate than me. Um, that's right. You know, Mississippi is one of the one state. In fact, I think it was voted the most generous state in America. Poorest state, it's poorest state financially, but they they give the most. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I'm not surprised though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Cool. People knock it until they come here and check it out. I, I don't mind people coming here and checking out as long as they move back out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So when you when you write music. I've asked this question to other musicians as well. In fact, I asked Brad Arnold this question uh, from Three Doors Down, another Mississippian. Um, I asked him, like, when you when you write songs, because he writes some of his stuff, and he's like most musicians. Some people write others. Um, some people yeah. write uh, write some songs, but not all of them. I asked him, yeah. like, what, what happens? Is this, are you driving down a road? All of a sudden, something just pops in your head, you know, and and and, and, and you hear it, or like for you when you write a song. How does it happen? Does it just pop in your head, or do you see something that triggers something, or how do you write music? Uh, I guess it's all of the above for that question. I mean, you can, you know, be doing, you know, doing working on a boat and say something that's funny, or do something, you know, and just kind of, I'm going to write a song about that, or, mm-hmm. or I've, I've heard other lines, not still anybody's songs or songs ideas, but I may, I heard a song the other day that had a line talking about the guy, he worked out of town, and, uh, and it had a line that said, "I'm tired of making love on the telephone." Now you can uh, you can put that in a million different ways, but if you put it, if you're talking about from Mississippi, you know all these guys here that work on the oil rig, or they work here, or work there, they work out of town, they take electrical crews, whatever. You know you can put that in the perspective of, of the wife. You know she's tired of talking to you on the telephone. She's ready for you to come home, and she's uh you know she's wanting me to. There's just ways that I, I start thinking about things. Like that it's kind of all of the above, but as far as writing a song just any little thing I mean the same way riding down the road you'll start singing a line or you may turn the light off in the bedroom and you know say something you know just when it's raining or something and you you know I like hearing rain on the tin roof and you may just take that and run with it you know mm-hmm. uh, it's, just, it's, it's all when you start writing it's just all sorts of different you know ideas come to mind what about the music part though I get I get I get what you're saying about the lyrics but what about yeah. the music part though? How, do you hear does that 
or does that all come together once you get the lyrics to something? You go into a studio and your musicians just start playing around with you know with sounds and does it come together like that or do you hear it? interesting what's yeah. how do you stay motivated how do you stay um because you know the music the music business can be as you know it's a, it's a tough yeah. business man and some people you know some people go 20 30 years and they never make it big but they play they love music so much they just stay in the you know the bar circuits and that's what they do um others yeah. do make it though others make it over the top and make it big how do you stay motivated what, what keeps you inspired Haven't you walked away? Why haven't you walked away yet? Well, I just like I said, there's there's way. I mean, there's just like I said, it's just it's hard. I, I guess I've always been business minded, and mm -hmm. I've always liked a good challenge. You know, I never <laughs> want to give up. Right. And it's uh, my wife can tell you that I've like I've, I've put her through a good challenge the last six years, but she's tougher <laughs> than I am. But it's uh, one of those things I have I have had in my mind to walk away, and you know I've had. You know, you have people that say that boy can't sing, or I can't do this, or he can't do that. And you have this other person over here that boy saying he's going to be the next number one, you know, songwriter, song singer, whatever in Nashville. And you have, so you got the people who kind of shoot you down, and you got the people who kind of lead the way. And you just have to keep somebody by your side that's got as much belief in you as yourself. And, uh, you know, and just kind of keep pushing forward, and they just kind of keep you motivated. You know, it's good to have friends that help you motivate, because it's very easy to give up on yourself in, in the industry of doing it, you know. Well, let me tell you what I did today. When I when I I tried an experiment, and I used I used uh, one of your songs. Um, now I just listened to it today, so help me out with the title. It's not it's it's the second song out of the three that's available. Um, oh man, I'm I'm drawing a blank. The title of it. It's not the rest of my life. It's not. It's not the. It's not the Honeydew. It's the song right before the Honeydew song. I've got. I've got a 
Okay, when you put it out on your Facebook today, there's three songs that's available for, for anybody to listen to. It's not the first one, it's the second song. It's, it's not, and the Honeydews is not the third one. But anyway, it's the second one. But anyway, the experiment I did is I had five or six of my colleagues come in into my office throughout the, throughout the day. And I said, hey man, here's this, this song just went number one in the country, man. Check it out. So, so I lied to them. But they listened yeah. to it, and do you know that every one of them said, I can see why. That's a great song. Yeah. And I said, oh, I lied to you. It's not the number one song. I said, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a friend of mine. He's my cousin's cousin. And they were like, wow, that, that, that guy, he, he needs to, he, he should be, you know, he needs to stay with it. So I did that today. I wanted to see what people were going to think. So that that's, should provide you with some inspiration. That song's called Find Out, the one you're talking about. That's what it is, Find Out, exactly. Exactly. That's a good one, sir. That's a real good one. That was should not you should definitely not quit because the, the music i heard today very very impressed very impressive very impressive man so you, you certainly got a god's given talent man so run with it um i think you got a real good chance um to be on every country station across america um so stick with it man all right brother i'm gonna i'm gonna cut this one short um before i let you go though i want to give you an opportunity to um you know, talk to the country fans out there and let them know where they can follow you on social networks and how they can how they can get your music. Yeah, well, you can find me at uh, Forty Hayes on uh, Facebook. I'm actually going to have to open a fan page in the next few hours here or next few days. I guess you could say I've got more friends and I can accept. And I've got a uh, Reverb Nation. You can find me on there. You can just Google on my name Forty Hayes, which is F O R D I E, and then H A Y S without an E on the last name. You'll be able to find me on anywhere on the internet. Don't, you don't have a Twitter or Instagram yet? I've, I've got all of it, but like I said, all, it should be all under the 48. Okay. We got there. Okay, good deal. Yeah. That'll work, yeah, man. We've got, so, we got so many accounts and so many different areas, it's hard <laughs> to keep up with everything. I know it sounds bad, but... I understand. You put yourself out of everywhere trying to make a name and it takes, you know. Yeah, man. Like but, you said, put your hook in as many legs as possible. Yeah, you said you said you look, you look as many different places as you can, and one of them's got to exactly man well look I appreciate you coming on board uh, bradcooney.com podcast um, we're going to follow you man we're going we're to get you back on here and we'll definitely uh, keep an eye on that radio tour and I appreciate you doing this man 